if you're anything like me, then one of the most frustrating things you've ever dealt with um, in your entire life, and in my case, pushing 50 years now, what I felt my entire life is a sense that nobody understands me. And you might think, oh boy, here we go. There's a standard topic for every single discussion about human behavior and, and depression and self-help and self-esteem and the list goes on. I know that nobody understands me. It, it's almost like a token wine, if you will. But at the same time, it isn't. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. I think that is what needs to be addressed, um, certainly in, in myself, but I think it should be addressed by, uh, well, honestly, anyone um, who feels the way I feel. I'm going to try to explain it, see if you can relate, and then let's talk about it a little bit. See, I grew up when I was young, and of course, everything starts when you were very young. When I was very young, the first thing I noticed was that uh, I didn't feel like I fit in as much as I was not. Uh, I don't know that I was overtly sticking out. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. Um, but everything always felt, from the earliest memories I have, everything always felt like everyone else knew what was going on in whatever, and I didn't. And of course, I'm mostly talking about in school when I was a child. That's usually where I mostly would experience other people, other kids, other contemporaries, but also just in general in public. You know, turn on the TV in 1985 when I was a child, and it felt like everyone else seemed to know what's going on. And in school, the kids would say things and they'd pick on me and the uh, teachers would say things. And no matter what it was, whether I had a good day or a bad day, everything, the pervasive, just absolutely most dominating aspect of my life has been, especially when I was younger, but still today, has been that feeling that everyone else seems to know what's going on except me. So what I noticed happened in myself and what I realized and helped, it was, it was, with some therapy this year, has helped me see it through a therapist who kind of can tell my behaviors. It's something I've always known, but therapists can help tell you, you know, kind of bring it out and make you aware. And what, what did I discover? And nothing, not a major revelation necessarily, but what I discovered was that I have spent decades overcompensating for feeling like I'm not understood and that I don't get what other people are doing. And the overcompensation shows itself in really detailed explanations. I want to explain to you how I feel, what's in my head, what my thought process was leading to that point, why that idea makes sense to me in the context of another idea. Everything I do on this podcast is sort of stemming from that knee-jerk reaction, that, that response to feeling like I'm not understood and inverted, feeling like I don't understand. I ask questions. I try to consider multiple possibilities and angles because I don't like not understanding. Nobody does. I mean, it's one thing when you're learning something new intentionally and you don't know it. You have to accept that you don't know certain things. And there are some things that don't matter to you <laughs> if you know or not. I get that. We're adults now. But the overall idea that they get it and I don't. And then double that with they don't get me even though I feel like I make sense. Like if I don't communicate with somebody, if I don't tell them how I feel, what I'm thinking, what my ideas are, what my plan is, what my opinion is, if I don't explain it in my mind, they can't know, right? Of course not. But interestingly enough, I find that what's happening or what's been happening for a long time is this overcompensation, keyword over, 
this overcompensation has led me to, well, frankly, bother people. People don't understand why I explain as much as I do. People don't understand why I'm so thorough. People don't understand why my, my emails and DMs are so involved. We've talked about this before. We've touched on it anyway in a previous episode about over communicating unnecessarily, even to a friend. You know, scale back. <laughs> they don't always need your full tilt diatribe about something. It's, all of this is related to neurodivergence, which is definitely me and definitely a lot of people. The, the feeling that necessitates the idea that you must explain and over explain is not unique to me, not at all. It's a very common, especially amongst the neurodivergent. But when I started thinking about it, when I started exploring it with a therapist, I started realizing or was shown, was told, you're doing that, you know, every day of your life, you're desperately trying to explain yourself because it seems like no one understands. And again, that sounds token. Like I started a few minutes ago on this topic. It sounds token. No one understands me. Sounds like the beginning of every movie. The outsider, the, the you know, the, the weirdo that no one understood is actually XYZ or whatever. I understand that it fits a lot of stereotypes and a lot of sort of common things and themes that we see a lot. But for me, it's double, perhaps even triple. One, I have the desire to overexplain in general. That's again, neurodivergence. I probably don't know when to shut up. B, I've always felt like everyone else knew what was going on and I didn't. There's could be a lot of reasons for that, but it's not just everyone else, but it's not just me. On a way long time ago episode earlier this year, I talked about how not everything is your fault. You can take responsibility for your own behavior. You can take responsibility for your own um, perceptions. You can take responsibility for what you do. Yes. But at some point you have to understand shit flows both ways. And sometimes it's not you. Sometimes people are not trying to understand you. Sometimes people are incapable of understanding you for whatever reason. Okay. The idea that, you know, you have, uh, you have people, you have a tribe, you have a soulmate out there who will understand you and it will be effortless when it happens. That's romantic and spiritual and all this, but it's actually true because when you meet someone that gets you, a friend or a relationship or even a family member that gets you and you get them, you might actually want to talk to them so often that that could even cause you problems, especially as neurodivergent. You want to talk to them all the time because you feel like this is one of the few times I don't feel like I'm screaming into a vacuum. Because you can get through the days, most of us. We can get through the days. We can talk to people. We can record podcasts. We can send emails. We can run our business. We can create our art. We can strum our guitars. But that just pervasive idea that no one understands. Not really. And then it's worsened when periodically you go to explain yourself. Maybe not an argument situation. That doesn't mean that you're in a debate. But you go to explain something. And sometimes the response is either confusion or even more confusing. The response is nothing. I can't tell you how many times I have sent a paragraph or two explaining something that I was asked about or in a just an off, a discussion, text a paragraph or say something in person that I feel is important to say. 
and detailed and covers all bases, or at least as many as I can think of. And then my response, the response I get is nothing. Like literally, like subject change. Or a response that shows they actually don't get it at all. Like, yeah, yeah, right, right. And then we move on. This is not to say that what I do and how I communicate is uh, more advanced or higher level. I am not trying to say that. I am not trying to claim that. Okay. But the way I explain my desire to explain my desire to understand what people do causes me more problems than I not only do I hope would cause, but then I would expect to cause. Because if, if we espouse the idea in society and in culture that we must listen, listen intently, we must communicate clearly. These are things that I think everybody agrees are a good idea. In my mind, I'm doing them. But a lot of the times, in fact, most of the time, it gets me nowhere. I feel like people don't understand me. And in many cases, it feels like I make things worse in that communication. Now, in most casual exchanges and business things, it's fine. And if I do feel that way, I can usually backtrack and fix it somehow. <laughs> you know, um, I can understand when I'm talking too much, which is something I've been identifying more and more. I can understand and scale it back and it's fine. Okay. As an adult, you learn over the years to deal with your own behaviors and understand that, okay, I'm doing it now. I don't always catch it, but for the most part, I, I see it most of the time and I catch it. But, but the truth is people don't understand. And if you're listening this far, 10 minutes into this episode, and you feel the same way, I'm guessing, most people don't understand. And you might have that one person who does, and like I said, you can't talk to them maybe that often, or maybe you do, or maybe you did have that person and they're no longer in your life for whatever reason. And you feel like I am communicating. I am burying my soul. I am dumping it all out there as best I can reasonably, rationally, for the most part. I'm not yelling at people. I'm not being hopefully too judgmental. And over and over and over, it just seems like you get no response. There's like context clues in conversation and in personal exchanges that in my mind are like ways of imparting information and opinion or observation that then should elicit some kind of response from them specifically about those little context clues that you let out. I do that a lot because I'm trying to express something that's multifaceted or abstract and i'm trying to explain this is how i feel based on this and based on that but it's not always this but for the most part this is how it is now i'm not sure if it's always going to be and then the person says okay i'm looking for like an analysis i'm looking for like okay yeah i get what you're saying you know that makes sense um and then correct me maybe i love that i love that when i have uh a seven part compound thought and someone says, yes, I see what you're saying and that I appreciate you telling me that, but on XYZ, consider blah, blah, blah. And they go, you're absolutely right. I enjoy conversations where people help me grow, where they listen, where they read every paragraph, where they hear every paragraph and they come back. And you can't always have a deep, profound, lengthy conversation every single day with everybody. I understand that the vast majority of your exchanges are going to be very brief. I, I understand this guys. But in general, where it matters the most, not tech support, 
someone from my, you know, a customer of my company, we can handle that. No problem. Not a sales thing, not going to the grocery store and dealing with a, a, a checkout clerk. No, 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 no. I mean, when it matters, when those interpersonal communications matter for me, they have always felt like they break down, which is the opposite of what my intent is because I feel like I'm explaining myself thoroughly. So, of course, what has happened, I'll reiterate, over the last few decades and acutely years, few years, I start to doubt myself. I start to think it's me. It has to be me. It's too consistent. There's only one common denominator, me. So what do I do? I communicate less. I communicate less. I say less. I say nothing. Sometimes I don't leave people hanging. I don't ignore people. <laughs> but I communicate less intentionally. And you know what I've discovered? I don't like it. I am not fulfilled and happy. And I feel like I don't understand this person. I also feel like I'm disrespecting them. Because see, I will text a paragraph or two or say something for two minutes straight to somebody and get nothing in response or an okay or a change of subject. But you know what? I will receive those paragraphs. I will get the two, three or four or five minutes of talking in my ear or in person. I will receive it. And then I make it a point to try to understand it as best I can. Have I always done that supremely well? No. <laughs> Have I always been as patient and non-judgmental as I should be? No. No, absolutely not. I've made mistakes there. But I know that I do listen. If you were to text me, for example, three paragraphs, I'm going to read them. And if you're looking for thoughts on it and you have questions in it, I'm going to answer them. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know. To me, that's normal. But I think so many people do not do this, and it's absolutely normal to the point where I feel like I am abnormal. That it doesn't make sense for me to keep doing what I'm doing because obviously it doesn't work. And that sort of idea, like I said, not only is it doesn't sit well with me, I've been of the opinion this year, exploring it more in myself. I've been of the opinion this year that I may have a lot to learn still about communication and a lot to learn still about how to impart my thoughts, my feelings, and my energy to somebody that matters to me and vice versa. I may have a lot to learn, but I feel, forgive me if I'm, if I sound arrogant, but I think you can relate if you're listening. I feel like at least I'm fucking trying, you know, at least I'm trying. Most people don't communicate in this world. I think the lack of communication, miscommunication, and intentional discommunication, that's not a word, but whatever. I think that communication problems have led us to most of our wars, discussions, that are arguments and fights and death and violence, and interpersonal relationships that fail. Because people do not want to embrace a communication method that makes sense, that actually acknowledges what someone says. Because see... I guarantee you, guarantee you, that if someone, a friend, family member, whoever, sends me three paragraphs or something on a text or talks to me for five minutes, there's a reason they're saying it. There's a reason they're texting that much. And if they're texting that much, they want to be heard. And I guarantee you that if I reply, uh, okay, or that sucks, 
they notice immediately when I intentionally say, I do not want to open this door right now. Let me not do my normal. Let me keep it scaled back. And I say, oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And I intentionally send something like that. They come back and say, well, okay, yeah, but what do you think about it? What do you think I should do? What are your thoughts? In my opinion, they have a right to ask me that. If they're my friend and they're asking, they're telling me all this stuff and I come back with, yeah. And then they say, hey, I, I'm looking for your opinion. They have a right to say that. But see, more often than not, when I do it, I get the no response, the simple response, the dismissive response. And after 40 something years of this, I tend to shut up. I tend to just, I'm not going to go there because when I try to clarify, it's more communication they don't want to deal with. It's more talking they don't want to hear, more writing they don't want to read. And so I have blamed myself. And I'll be honest, as I sit here in November of 2023, I do not know where my balance is yet. Somewhere between none of this is my fault and uh, it's all my fault is my answer. And I don't know where it is yet. But if you feel like I do, I'd love to hear your opinion. Not that you can tell me on the podcast, but send me an email or something, you know. Um, it's very interesting to me how pathological I have I felt, to be honest with you, I felt pathological like, okay, I don't know how to communicate for all my efforts, for all my clarification, for all my covering multiple angles, for everything. I don't know how to communicate when I scale it back and I'm more succinct and to the point and I show that I care and that I acknowledge them, still nothing most of the time. So I don't know where my answer is. Um, there's no way it's A or Z. There's no way it's everyone else's fault and I'm just perfect. And there's no way it's just me. Something is up. And I'm not saying it's like a conspiracy or anything, but I don't think perhaps that I have completely found that proverbial tribe, those people, perhaps some, yes. Fortunately, I don't get to see a lot of my good people that I really enjoy talking to very often. That's, that's just true. Um, there's not very many of them. You know, they're a very select few couple of people and they're, they're good humans. I like them a lot. But in general, where it matters in with family or in relationships I've been in, that has been a pervasive problem. It's like I no one wants to understand or take the time to try to understand me and I also feel like I don't know how to be understood for all my being able to sit in front of a microphone and talk for 20 minutes for all my analyses for all my writing jobs that I used to have communications should be something I'm uh, quote good at but for some reason I feel like I'm no good at it now that's not pity party oh no Nino you're okay no I don't need any of that shit I'm not, not looking for that I'm saying that I'm still exploring and I'm guessing that you are too if you're listening this far, like I said. And if you are, not only would I love your opinion on it, your thoughts on it, because um, it's not like this is brand new. It's not like there isn't discussion or research about this out there. But I hope that you can find what it is that you're looking for in that communication method. The understanding that not everyone's going to be that way. Okay, majority of people are not going to communicate with you in a way that makes sense in the way that feels comfortable and, and, and fulfilling to you. Most people won't. But if you can't, can't seem to find anybody or the people that are supposed to be important to you, don't do that. and Don't fulfill that communication style. You might have to reconsider how important they are to you. They can be important to a degree. They may not provide that fulfillment and support that you want and that 
that sort of reciprocation that you need in any type of interpersonal relationship to feel like there's an energy exchange, that things are actually progressing and that when there's trouble, it can be handled. And when things are good, that energy can be spread and there's a growth and there's an element of, of connection between you and the other person. That's rare in general, but when you feel like you've never connected with anyone, you find yourself like me recording a podcast, asking questions as you continue this exploration. So anyway, I think I'm going to wrap it up right there for today. <laughs> That's just some thoughts on that. I'm guessing, like I said, if you made it this far, that you agree and you feel the same way. And I really hope that you can find that peace, whatever it is that, that, that you need. I hope that person comes into your life or those people come into your life. I don't know what change is going to be required for me to truly find that. Um, I am grateful for the people I do have in my life and I'm grateful for all the little exchanges. But someday, one day, it'd be nice to feel like I'm heard, like the real definition of heard. You know what I mean? Like my voice matters to someone that really matters to me. My relationship with my customers is one of gratitude, but it's not an in-depth spiritual connection, right? So it's not that I'm ungrateful, but I do wonder if maybe I'm just not capable of that kind of connection with somebody that I imagine or that I dream about. Maybe it's not going to happen or maybe I'm seeing it wrong. And once I change my perception some way, somehow on a deep rooted level, when my perception changes, maybe all the clarity will come flowing in. I don't know, <laughs> but that's where I am today and I'll keep exploring it. Thanks for listening.